Hello and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it's such a blessing to have you come along this journey with us today. The chosen verse for January the 17th is found in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 17. And it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And before we get into um, really digging into this verse some more today, I, I want to share something with you that's been on my mind and my heart uh, with almost every uh, recording, and I think I just need to throw it out there. And this is not to spark debate. This is not to try to convince you in one way or the other. I'm just going to tell you why I read from the versions or the translations in the Bible that I do. First of all, I read from several, but the reason that I use the English Standard Version and the New American Standard Version is I I truly believe that those are the closest to the original manuscripts from what I've read. And it's not because I'm a Greek scholar or a Hebrew scholar uh, with years and years of um, knowledge of the Greek or the Hebrew, but um, from what I've read in the research, um, I think that those are the closest to the original. They are not thought for thought. They're not they actually go word for word and then just um, switch them around to the way that we speak today, the word order, I mean. And so it is not that I do not um, love and appreciate the King James Version, um, but we need to realize that the King James Version, just like the English Standard Version um, and the New American Standard and any version put from English to a foreign, another language, um, is a translation from the original. Um, and I'm not saying this to hurt anyone's feelings, but Jesus did not walk around preaching from a King James Version Bible. Um, he had the original, um, the Torah that was in Hebrew, and that's what he was, what was, he, uh, read from when he taught in the temple. Of course, he was the original writer, but the people didn't know that. Um, but anyway, I, I didn't want that to be a stumbling block, and, um, and, and that is why I choose the English Standard Version and the New American Standard, because I do believe that those are the closest to the original um, when you take into account all the manuscripts that have been found even since the King James was translated. I, I do go back and read the King James, and some of my favorite passages are memorized in the King James Version because that's what I was first taught in. But I just wanted to share that, um, hoping that that won't be a stumbling block for anyone and that you'll see um, that I truly am uh, wanting to share with you God's Word in a way that is understandable, but that does not change the message. So, um, back to our verse for the day, we find ourselves in the book of First Timothy. Now, this is the first time on this journey together that we have um, landed in this book to discuss a verse um, at length. And Timothy is, um, or there are two books of Timothy, the first uh, 
and second letters to Timothy, and they were written by someone we've talked about before. They were written by the Apostle Paul. They were written um, toward the end of Paul's um, ministry um, before he was uh, martyred, and it was encouraging um, the young Timothy, who Paul describes as his true child in the faith, um, on how to continue on. I love uh, when you have a chance to go back and read the letters of First and Second Timothy, you can see um, Paul's uh, love for Timothy. He's, he's uh, passing the torch, so to say, but he's also uh, just encouraging him. He's like, things are going to get difficult. Um, there are going to be false teachers. There are going to be people who come against you, but you guard the good deposit that has been entrusted to you. You just hold fast. Don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. You know what the truth is. Hold fast to that. And um, those are the messages that we see throughout First and Second Timothy. We know that um, Timothy's mother was Jewish. We find that in Acts chapter 16, where it says, um, uh, beginning in verse 1, Paul came also to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple there was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. So um, his mom was Jewish, his dad was Gentile, and um, I love, I think later in Second Timothy, it talks about how... Um, how the faith that Timothy had um, was passed on from his grandmother and then to his mother and then to him. Um, I'm going to just back up and read that because I think that's such an encouragement to us moms and grandmothers um, to pass on what we know or, or anyone. You don't have to be a mother or grandmother by blood, just anyone uh, passing down the love that you have for the Lord to um your children in the faith and your um, those that you are um, telling about the Lord. But in Second Timothy, Paul says, I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As, as I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So Paul was such an encourager to Timothy, and you can read throughout and other places in other of Paul's letters where Timothy uh, was with them on the way. We know this um, is a letter to Timothy because in the greeting in First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And on down there, we also know that Timothy was sent to uh, Ephesus to be the the uh, main elder or the leader there, and he was a young man. And so uh, Paul was just encouraging him, as I mentioned before, to 
Um, it's okay that you're young. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. And uh, just do the work, guard the good deposit, do what you know you need to do, and stay with the truth of the gospel. Don't swerve from that. Now, our verse today, to, to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. That could just be a, a um, expression of worship and praise to uh, God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ at any time. And I would encourage you sometime in your prayer to use that because it does describe um, our wonderful um, Heavenly Father. But as always, because context is so important, I think it's um, a good idea to understand why Paul wrote that. And I think we can see that if we back up to First um, Timothy chapter one verse twelve and see what uh, what caused Paul to um, have that expression of worship uh, to God the Father. If we back up and beginning First Timothy one verse twelve, it says, and "This is Paul talking." I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus." The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So each one of us should be able to see this. We see that as Paul um, was recounting what the Lord Jesus did for him, and that he, even though he was a um, what he felt like was the the worst sinner against God, um, that he had uh, been a persecutor, a blasphemer against the Lord Jesus. Um, he was holding to the law, but not not realizing that um, the Lord Jesus was the Messiah. He acted ignorant, ignorantly in an unbelief. But I love this. Uh, but I received mercy. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Any of us that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a point where you realize uh, when you truly come to him and you realize that you're a sinner and you ask for that forgiveness and he grants it because he is faithful and just as we um, studied in First uh, John 1, 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. There is a point where you know that the grace of, the, of our Lord Jesus overflows with you in the faith that are in, and love that are in Christ Jesus. And you realize that you are a terrible sinner, but that he came to save you. And it's in that 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 expression of um, thanksgiving and worship flows from you.
And so I think when we look at that, this takes uh, an even more personal, um, it can be more personal for each one of us as we're reading the scripture. You can say, I can say to the king of the ages, immortal, which means um, there's no death, no corruption, invisible. We can't see God. Um, He's the only God made. To him be all the honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And I tell you, friend, um, for those of us who are believers and who are looking forward to eternal life um, with God the Father and um, God the Son, we are going to be praising him and worshiping him forever. So, we can do that here and start practicing for uh, for the forever to come. We read in Revelation in in that book of prophecy that the gospel writer John was told to write down in Revelation um, chapter 5, beginning in verse 11. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. We are going to be doing this forever and ever if we're believers. And so that's just the expression of worship and praise that will that does flow from us now and will in that day uh, because of the salvation that he's given, that he saved us from eternal hell. Oh, friend, I hope that you can have that expression of worship flow from your heart. I, I pray that you... Um, have been saved, that you have felt that mercy and grace. And if you haven't, cry out to God the Father and ask Him to save you. He is faithful. He is just, and He will do it. One of my uh, favorite psalms, although, as you know, I love all the words and all the verses, but one of the um, most precious psalms to me uh, that is a wonderful expression of worship um, is the 145th Psalm. It's a psalm written by King David. And I would invite you to go back and read the entire psalm um, at some point um, lots of times. Read it lots of times. Uh, sing this or say this in praise to your holy God. But I want to um, read from one uh, Psalm 145 beginning in verse 8. And I will close with this today. And just before I read that, I want to remind you, friend, to read God's word, study God's word, live God's word, and share God's word. Psalm 145, beginning in verse 8. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. 
All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Blessings to you, dear, dear friend. Until next time.